Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's going on, Zinger Nation? We are just getting settled in here. Spencer and producer AB just finished up the show. I want to know how you guys are doing today. Let us know in the comments down below. Drop, drop a comment letting me know what projects you're looking at. Uh, crypto, NFT, or otherwise. Today, we're going to be looking at some NFTs, Metaverse, Lands. Ryan, are you excited or what? Yes, sir. Happy Mutant Monday. One of the best yet. We broke through 40 ETH, so I'm super excited. And we got the Metaverse Land dropping in less than a week now, so I can't wait for that. We're going to cover it all on today's show. All right. If you guys are coming over from the stock show, you don't know about crypto, feel free to ask us any questions you might have in the chat. What the heck is an NFT? What the heck is a metaverse? We'd be happy to explain that and more. But without further ado, let's just jump right into it, Ryan. So Mutant Monday, big day today. Uh, I don't know if you could see. Hey, uh, producer Rohan, could you take the? Yeah, perfect. Awesome. Now I can see what's going on. Um, Ryan, 41 ETH for a mutant ape. How are you feeling about that? Pretty, feels, pretty nuts. Feels good, man. It does feel nuts. We just saw 30 ETH for like a week ago and we just ripped straight to 40 ETH. I mean, this is where it gets interesting, right? I'm, I'm tempted to sell at this point, uh, but I do have to hold on until the Metaverse land releases. That's coming out on April 30th, so I'm definitely not selling until then. Uh, I'll get that land drop, and then I'll consider it, but I have a feeling we're going to dip once that land comes out. I mean, it's anticipated right now, so I, I bet we'll go back down maybe into the 30s, but it really depends on how far the price goes before that release. Maybe we could even see 50 ETH before the... I mean, we still got, we got five more days. Yeah, five more days. And so what Ryan's talking about is the other side NFT land sale. This is the first metaverse NFT project coming out of Yuga Labs and the Bored Ape Yacht Club family. There'll be one given to every single Bored Ape. There'll be one given to every single Mutant Ape and whitelist spots available for the other projects in the family. So Mutant Apes are going to be given this free piece of NFT land that Ryan and I are guessing right now will be worth about 5 to 10 ETH because it's more rare. Ryan, we, let's, we, you let's know, you asked this me this, this question um, last week. So let's break it down. What is the, what's the land sale going to look like? Who does it benefit? Who should get in on this? Is this a good opportunity for new people in the NFT space? Is this a good first NFT investment? Um, what's, what's the idea here? What do you think? Yeah, if I didn't own any NFTs, I think this would be a great way to gain exposure to one of the biggest brands making NFTs right now, Yuga Labs. It's really interesting how they're doing it. It's not a collection of 10,000, but it's going to be really hyped up. And usually it's a PFP collection of 10,000. So it's super hyped and it's really hard to get and will automatically resell for a ton of money. This probably not the case because there's a hundred thousand releasing. And then there's another a hundred thousand pieces of metaverse land releasing in August. So we got a few months in between the two releases they're spacing it out but they're airdropping some of the land so the inner circle of the land gets airdropped to board apes there's 10,000 pieces i think we should guess the price for each type of land come back and see who's closer i know i've been pretty good at predicting airdrops i predicted apecoin would be between uh five and fifteen dollars when it released which you know there's a huge margin for error but i was right so props to me for that one uh but board ape land there's only gonna be ten thousand of them and there's 100,000 in the entire collection. They have the inner circle. So they have the prime real estate within the other side metaverse. And then mutant apes, there's going to be 20,000 of. Bored apes don't get mutant ape land. So there's only 20,000 of those. And that's also in the center, but it's like the outer ring of the center. And then the CryptoPunk peasants and the Mebit peasants <laughs> and the World of Womans and the Cryptodes and Nouns. They will be automatically whitelisted. At least that's what people are saying right now. This isn't totally confirmed, but it should be in the next few days. They will be automatically whitelisted to buy this metaverse land, and that'll be the outer land. So that'll probably be the cheapest. Yeah, it's still probably going to be pretty expensive, especially for a 100,000-piece collection. Right now, the rumor is it's going to be 300 ApeCoin. I've heard 600 ApeCoin as a Dutch auction. I've heard 250 ApeCoin if you're holding uh, a mutant or a bored ape. So it's still up in the air. But if I had to guess, it's probably going to be 
300 ApeCoin, which is getting expensive. They they announced that the other side land is releasing on April 30th. And right after they announced that, ApeCoin went from like $14 up to $17, $18. So, I mean, at this point, it's right around $5,000 to get your hands on this NFT. If it is 300 ApeCoin and ApeCoin stays around the same price on April 30th. Uh, but do you think there's resale potential still, even for just the normal, typical land, if you get whitelisted for some of this outer land? Say it's 300 ApeCoin, $5,000. Will that be worth more than two ETH, say? That's what you would need to make a profit, essentially. Two ETH would be $6,000, you know, with the, the margins for, for OpenSea and whatnot. Uh, two ETH, I think, is the break-even point here. Yeah, that's a great question, right? The, the one that everybody wants to know. I think it will be profitable. Um, they're doing the first 100,000 plots of land now, and there's another 100,000 coming out later on this year. Um, I, I expect that they did that because they think that's where the numbers, uh, you know, that's the supply that they can drive up the price to make it resellable, to make it desirable. Yuga Labs has never missed. So I continue that. I expect them to continue keeping on this track, uh, you know, until I see something else. Um, but yeah, let us know what you guys think down there in the chat. We'll get to cool pets now. This one is uh, pretty wait, wait, pretty wait, wait, cool wait, wait. for lack of a better. We can come back. We can come back. We can come back yeah. to it later. But I know the title of today's show is Cool Pets. I at least want to get into it a little bit. Uh, and we can give the chat some time to sit with this uh, Board Ape Yacht Club land sale. Come up with some questions. Ask us. And we can circle back in a little bit. Make sure to smash the like if you've learned something on today's show. But Ryan, let's play some play to earn video games. I'm going to change the setup so it looks a little bit like that. Boom. Now we can see what's going on. All right, man. Um, give us a little bit of background because I have no idea what I'm looking at other than it's the Cool Cats game. Okay. This is the Cool Cats <laughs> game. Well, so I'll take you to the start. Very beginning. You connect your wallet and you can go to the Meow Pad. So there are these tabs up here. These are the journeys. These are the quests. Uh, there's different rarities. You get five at a time and you can roll new quests for 175 milk tokens if you want to. But you see this one here is rare and it only gives you, you know, maybe 150 if you're lucky, uh, you know, 100 if you're unlucky. So re-rolling for 175 is pretty high risk. Sir, if I see a rare, I'm probably just going to take it. I'm awfully the time. confused. What is milk token? What's a cool pet? Oh, dude. What's cool topia? This all sounds really cool, but I'm having trouble understanding okay. what the heck you're Let, doing. Let's back it up. Let's let's back it up. It is pretty cool. Um, all right. Trying to do my best with this like half a screen that I got here. Cool cats are a collection of chromatically uh, randomly generated NFTs on the Ethereum blockchain. The first generation consists of 9,999 randomly assembled cats from over 300,000 total combinations of outfits, faces, and colors. Okay. If you don't know about the cool cats yet, uh, they are one of the more prominent projects in the nft space they were really huge last year especially um they've kind of fallen out of the limelight recently which i think won't last for too much longer right this project was well over 10 eth i think it got to 20 eth at some point um and now they have this this subsequent series the cool pets uh which is one of the coolest secondary collections i've ever seen if not the coolest secondary collection from a blue chip NFT PFP project, right? Uh, you know, we're sp being specific to the PFP projects here. So you can get a cool pet egg uh, on OpenSea for 1.235 Ether right now. And what you can do is you can take it over and boom, there it is right there. You see, here is your cool pet. You can do up to 10 quests per day. I already did them. They're not that interesting to see. It's basically just going through this time and time again. Um, so we'll skip that part. But you can see here, I have given my pet a bunch of items. I've given him enough to get to the second level, right? So what is a cool pet? Let's back. Let, let me make sure, Ryan, feel free to stop me if, if I skip over anything again. Um, but we, we talked about cool cats, what cool cats are. Uh, you can stake your cool cat to earn milk tokens, but you can also get milk tokens from completing these quests like I showed you right here. This is the range of, of milk tokens that you're going to get. These milk tokens are based on Polygon. So if we go over to QuickSwap, we can see the exchange rate um, for these milk tokens. And all this entire game is actually on chain. It's based on Matic, which is really interesting. Um, Ryan, I'm sure you'll have some questions for me on that in a little bit. Um, but yeah, so we got cool pets. We got we got cool cats, we got cool pets, we got milk token, we got the quests. Uh, is there anything else I can clear up 
for you here, Ryan. Is the game fun? Do you like playing the game or are you just grinding for milk tokens? Is this like a sustainable game you'll actually play with your quill pet? So the the quests part of the of the game is basically just grinding to try to get these tokens. But here's where it gets interesting, right? Here is where it gets interesting. Growing your cool pet. So you got your cool pet. It looks like an egg. It doesn't look like this guy right now. But what you do is you earn these milk tokens to buy these chests, okay? 4,500 milk tokens for one chest, and that will give you five items. So we can go to the item shop here. And there's a whole wide variety of items that are out there. And depending on which items you feed your cool pet, it will become one of these four different elements. So we have air, fire, earth, and water. And the different elements will give you different attributes for your cool pet, right? So there are over 17 million total unique combinations of pets, 4 million combinations possible with each element. That is crazy, right? So some items will determine the hat. Some will determine the face, arms, chest, body, back. Uh, but we don't really know yet which one does which. It's all, um, you know, kind of secret going on, uh, you know, under the radar. People are, are still experimenting. People have just gotten their cool pets to the, uh, you know, full final stage for the first time. Um, I assume they would have to buy a lot of milk tokens to do that. So Especially since, if they want a rare Logan, one. Logan, since the game's all on chain, could you go and see which people have already created their cool pets and kind of like reverse engineer what's going on? Are people trying to solve this algorithm right now since it's such a mystery? Yeah, I, I dug through the, the smart contracts for a little bit and you can definitely see the, the types of items. I don't know if you can see which items were given to which or if you can identify, you know, say it's like an acorn item. I don't know if that has like a special identifier, right? Maybe it's just, you know, the next item in the list. So you couldn't really determine. I think they're trying to keep it secret, um, but feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. I'll, I'll definitely, um, you know, figure out more. The, the meta is still being figured out like right now, right? So, if, you know, if, when I get some more information on, on how exactly it works, um, we'll definitely keep you updated. I've been trying to figure it out myself right now because I want a specific type of pet. And so I am, let's, let's go over to the growing the pets part, right? So this is what we've been talking about. Uh, you can give them all these different types of items. After 10 items, they get into the hatching stage, okay? So this is where mine is right now. So you to see get, this little crack. Real yeah. quick, Logan, to get these items, do you have to play the quest or can you just buy milk tokens and do it right away? You can just buy milk tokens. And that's actually what I've been doing a lot of is like I want to get one of the rarest, uh, you know, cool pets when it first comes out. Now, it, you know, obviously there have to be more that come out for us to figure out which one's the rarest. Um, but you get what I'm saying. If, if this is like if I get one of those rare attributes, the only one on the market with it, I might be able to, you know, demand a higher price for it. You also get bonuses. Once, you're, once your cool pet is fully evolved, you can stake it and earn extra for each quest, right? So you get more milk tokens, the more evolved it is. Um, and a big thing, these values may change as we balance the system. So keep that in mind. They've already been making a bunch of changes. They've been updating the game almost every single day, um, which has impressed me a lot. It's gotten 10 times better in the past two weeks. Uh, so... I mean, it's very playable now. It's very enjoyable. It wasn't necessarily a great experience two weeks ago, uh, but now it's now it's a lot easier, which also means that you can have more pets and make more money for them. You know, before you could maybe manage five or 10, right? So the whales that had hundreds of them expecting you them to be able to use all of them, they dumped them all because it wasn't it wasn't what it turned out to be. So that's why they're so cheap right now in my vision. Um, okay, so next, cool pet elements. Boom, it's like Pokemon. Um, each item you can feed your cool pet has its own mood. These items will uh, affect your cool pet affinity for each elements, help determine the final form. Not all items are equal. Some are better. Some will have an effect on a single element. Some will be multiple elements. Um, whatever you give it the most of, will be the determining factor. So all in, once these are hatched, how much do you think you'll have to pay in milk tokens to evolve your cool pet? Because you're already in. Did you buy yours around 1.2 ETH or did you pay less for it or more? I got mine at 1.2, yeah. Okay. 
So you're about $3,600 in with the cool pet, but then you have to be either earning milk tokens to request or buying milk tokens. So how much do you need to actually evolve this? Uh, so you could definitely evolve it in like a month without buying any additional milk tokens, but I'm trying to get mine to be rare, like I said before. So mm -hmm. I've been spending like a couple hundred bucks on milk tokens um, just so I can get those nice items. Like I could just keep rolling chests, uh, but I'm not convinced that that's going to be any better for me because I can basically kind of pick and choose the attributes and elements um, more or less for the same price as a chest, maybe just a little bit more. So presumably the more expensive items within the game will make a more rare cool pet, but you don't really know that yet. Exactly. Okay. Yep. That's the that's the thought right now. And how many milk tokens do you get from completing these quests? Around like twenty to sixty. I'd I say a hundred to two hundred. A hundred to two hundred, and they're around like one one and a half cents each right now, per milk token. Um, I'm not positive. I have to switch over to Polygon. Let me see if I can do this without exposing myself. Um, because what I'm wondering is if the game's not fun, is it even worth playing it to earn these tokens, or is it worth it just to buy them? Like, are the quests usually just a few minutes long, or do you have to spend a half hour to complete a quest? No, the quests take two minutes. Okay. All it does is it makes a call to Polygon and, like, rolls a dice on chain. Okay. It rolls it's a not even, like, chain. a real video game. It is, um... Closer, it's like a passive It's video closer game. to a real video game than most other play-to-earn projects or, okay. you know, PFP games that are out there. Uh, but it is not like a you know. There's not really. It's a not story line. Infinity yet. There's no story. There's line, no right? storyline yet. Okay. But the world building is 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 pretty insane, right? If we take a look at their front page, like you can definitely tell that they're gonna start adding more parts to this game. They're adding an arena, right? So once you get your cool pet, you'll be able to battle against other cool pets, just like Pokemon, and that's where the type is gonna come in handy. That's when your attributes, elements, the, the items that you fed it are gonna come in handy, right? So, um. I think that I actually had an interesting idea is like maybe the eggs will become worth more in a little bit in case somebody wants to become like a crazy trainer. They don't want to take a risk on, you know, buying a pet that might not have had all the best food, right? All the best items. So if they want to just like max it out with just the best items in the entire game, then they'd have to start with a fresh egg. So I was like, maybe I should just keep it like that. Um, but price hasn't really changed. So I think that mm. that trade is still on the table. Uh, yeah, I like the way you think. That's smart. That's why they pay you the big bucks. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, if there's a competitive meta, I could totally see that happening. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. That being said, like, I think that if I just give mine good elements as well... And it's fun. You want to play it, right? I do want to play it. Yeah, I do want to have my own. Maybe I'd buy another one as, like, an investment piece, but I think that, um, you know, having the one, I think I'll do all right on it. And presumably, too, as you level this up, it'll be worth more on the secondary markets, too? Would you say that's accurate? Yeah, yeah, I would say that's accurate. So now is a good time we can maybe go take a look at some of the, excuse me, some of the cool pets that have already hatched. Okay, so we go to final form. Excuse me. Yesterday they were uh, there were five in final form. Now there are a hundred and some. So let's take a look at some of them, Ryan. Maybe stop me on one that piques your interest. <laughs> uh, so these are different types, right? I want this one with the yeah. That guy looks cool. I want this one. What's with, the price floor? Uh, is it significantly higher or is it not? 1.6, so 0.4 ETH higher. Mm -hmm. I want this attribute with like the rainbow necklace. That thing is sick for the air type. Air crystals. Boom. So it looks like a quarter of them have air right now. I think the air items are priced the highest. I think the earth items are priced the lowest. Um, I think air is the most desirable right now between air and fire for sure the most desirable So I was hoping to feed mine both of those and see what happens. Yeah, look, maybe there's like a fire mm -hmm. um, You know air combo. I was I was gonna make those my two primaries. Oh, yeah Look, but at if I was a buyer, I wouldn't be buying one of these right now There's only like you said a hundred on the market and every day There's going to be more and more and it's gonna get more competitive yep. to sell them So the, the the floor price should be going down as more of these get created and plus, you don't really know the rarities. Like some things may look cool, but a bunch more are going to be getting produced. So something that might be a 4% rarity right now could go up to 10% if a bunch of the new creatures have that trait in, in just like a week or two, you know? Yeah, exactly. So that's where you you can really kind of leverage up is like if you think that this attribute is like rarer than what it's listed at or, uh, you know, more common than what it's listed at, you could probably make a play off of that, right? 
Um, it's so hard to tell though. It's There's almost no it's way impossible to tell. to tell, which is why this is so interesting and why it's so fun. Like maybe it's not the most in-depth game yet, but the meta is like very, 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 you know, cutting edge, bleeding edge. We're all figuring it out together, which makes it an interesting and like fun community experience. Um, you can probably make some money along the way too, if you're careful. My little brother has been, uh, you know, farming a couple of these and making a lot of Matic. He's, he's been swapping his milk into Matic. Uh, unlike myself, who has been buying Matic to swap into milk. My little brother's a lot smarter than me, so he's going to make some good money off of it. Uh, but yeah, I'm having fun. I'm having a good time regardless, Ryan. I want you to get on the wave. We can battle our cool pets. That'd be cool. All right. I just spoke for like 20 minutes straight. What are you thinking? Do you want to look at the apes again? Because we both got ours uh, around 6 ETH. You made a really good play. I kind of FOMO'd in back in August right after the mutant apes launched. I got mine at 7. You got yours at like 6.2, right? 6.2, yeah. So you got you got a steal cheaper than mine, and it was an M2. So it was rare, which super cool. I love the way yours look. Thank you. But now the M2s, like yesterday as we shot up to a 40 ETH price floor, I was seeing M2s go for 42, 43 ETH all day. It seems like they're getting undervalued compared to M1s right now. Do you think that's going to change or do you think that they're kind of going to be similar prices and only maybe based on the rarities and the aesthetics instead of based on M1 versus M2? So... I think it's been pretty clear that there's no real difference as far as holder benefits for M1 versus M2, right? You still get the same plot of land as far as we can tell. Uh, and so you still get the same airdrops, same ape coin, everything. So there's no financial incentive to get an M2. I think that it does, definitely looks a lot better. A lot of the M2 attributes um, are, are more you know, attractive than the M1 attributes and they're just naturally more rare. So um, maybe some people will find value in that like they do with most collections. Um, that being said, I think, I guess I hope that they'll find a way to incentivize M2 someday as a biased bag holder. <laughs> I bet they will. Like once the other side releases, there's so much more you can do and so much more different utility you can add. So I wouldn't be surprised. But right now it seems like they get the same benefits as the M1s. Especially after the ApeCoin airdrop where M1s and M2s got the same thing. And now they're going to be getting the same thing with the other side land. I think it makes sense how they're valued right now. Uh, I, I like yours. You got a clean one. But some of them, I don't know. Some of them I think are kind of ugly, honestly. The, the boards, some of the more common M2s I think are, are a bit ugly in my opinion. Yeah, I think that a lot of the mutants are not the most attractive. Definitely not the best looking collection that's out there. Uh, but you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So, uh, that's, that's what I'm betting on here. Um, we could take a look at mine in a second. We could take a look at some of the attributes. Um, but let, let us know what you guys think. Is board API club overhyped? Drop a comment. Um, got an offer for 38 with just sitting there, man. That's, that's something. Um, yeah, I love mine. I love the attributes on it. And this navy striped t-shirt is pretty pretty valuable. 45 ETH floor, not too bad. Let's see if I have rarity tools. Um, 383. All right, highest floor attribute. My mouth attributes at 50 ETH. Same with the hat. Ryan, what's the ID on yours? Uh, 21468. Two one four six eight. I thought there were only twenty thousand. Why is it twenty one thousand? Confusing. It's so confusing, man. And it looks like you got forty six ETH on this. On what? On the hair. On the hat. The oh. short mohawk. Um, sleeveless tee has forty four. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. So after this airdrop comes out, Logan, are you going to consider selling? We've well, gotten we've gotten two airdrops already after this one this week. Lots of benefits. The price is appreciated a lot. It's a lot of money. Yeah, it is a lot of money. Uh, I mean, I've always been open to selling. I think that mutants could go a little bit farther though. Post Coinbase, we'll see how this metaverse is though, because like it makes a difference whether or not it's usable, mm -hmm. right? If you, but can, it's, I don't think it's going to be usable for like a year probably. Yeah, which is the tough part. So, I don't know, man. It's a good question. 
it's a it's a lot of value stored in one one JPEG for a kid like myself. Well, honestly, if I sold, I'd probably look at getting back into it. Like it would be kind of a short term play to find a, a different ape. Not that okay. mine isn't my forever ape, but I might <laughs> want to look for something else. I'm not sure. There's no guilt in in you know selling it. it doesn't have mm-hmm. nothing has to be a you know forever piece unless you really want it to be like that. But I know you were just getting in for the opportunity more than the specific ape, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think that makes a lot more sense for for yourself, um, especially if you wanted to you know try to change it around, get a different one. Okay, with this airdrop coming up on the 30th, I want to guess the floor prices for these different types of land coming out. Then maybe we can circle back to this video, see who did a better job. All right. I will pull up. There's like a leak thread that you put in the document. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to bring that up so y'all know what we're talking about. Um, All right. This is what Ryan explained earlier. Um. Is there anything else besides this, or is it just this top tweet? No, it's just that top tweet. They don't say the price, and the price isn't confirmed, but what I've been seeing all over Twitter is 300 ApeCoin. Like I said, that's a little bit less than 2 ETH, and this is the way it's going to work. So Bored Apes are going to be airdropped the center land, Mutant Apes will be airdropped the mid land, and then all these other collections will be auto-whitelisted to have a chance at purchasing some land on the outer rim. Ryan, you want to keep going for us? Okay. So Outer Rim prices, I'll do my predictions first, then I'll, I'll head it over to you. Uh, but Outer Rim, I'm going to go with like two and a half to three ETH value, like a day or two after the airdrop. Obviously, the prices are going to be volatile no matter what they are. Uh, but probably probably around two and a half to three ETH is what I'm thinking because there are 100,000 of them, but there is a lot of hype. So, I mean, two and a half ETH is around $8,000. I think that's a fair guesstimate there. But then where it gets interesting is the mutant ape and board ape land. There's a lot less of it. And a lot of people won't be selling because that's their land in the board ape metaverse. They have the mutant. They've been holding on to the board ape. Why would they sell their land, right? So I think it's going to be pretty expensive. Oh, mutant ape land. Mutant ape land. I'm going to go with 8 to 10 ETH on the mutant ape land. I think that's pretty fair. About a quarter of the price of a mutant ape for that land. And then for board apes, that's going to be really limited. It's the the center of the metaverse. It's going to come at a premium. I'm going to go with 20 ETH for the center land in the other side. Uh, and we will be able to see in a week. Logan, I want to hear your predictions. But the final prediction is for the CODAs, which we haven't touched on yet. I absolutely love the CODAs because Yuga Labs is essentially giving everybody the chance to essentially get rich again from one of their NFT collections. And you don't have to be a holder of any of these things. If you buy land at Mint, you'll have a 10% chance of getting airdropped land that has a CODA on it. And if we play the teaser in a little bit, you'll see what those CODAs are. But it's the next 10,000 piece profile picture collection by Yuga Labs. Super cool, really original, and they'll have some utility in the other side land metaverse. So that's really exciting. And I bet land with codas will be, I'm going to go with 40 ETH, around the same as mutants, maybe a little bit less, maybe a little bit more. So if somebody knew their land had a coda on it, why wouldn't they just get the coda? Well, I'm not exactly sure how it's working right now, but the land is going to be attached to the coda. So I don't think they're actually going to be airdrop two NFTs or I don't think they'll actually get two NFTs when this land comes out. I think they'll just be getting the metaverse land and one of the traits will be a coda. And then eventually down the line, either when the game releases or maybe sometime over the summer, that user will be airdrop the coda and maybe that trait will be uh, taken off of the land and then they'll have two NFTs. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes in the end, but I think, okay, so so now it's time for my predictions. Um, we got a little bit off on that Coda tangent, so I'm going to play this trailer right now just so you guys can see what we're talking about. Um, but my predictions, Bored Ape, Bored Ape Land will be, what'd you say, 20, Ryan? Uh, I said 25. I don't know what I said, but I'm going with 25. 25? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm pretty with you on that one. I'd say maybe thirty. I'll take I'll take the up. Okay. I'll take the over. Um, Mutant land. I'll. You said ten. So eight. You to said 10. eight to ten. Yep. I'll take the over again. Um, just... I'll take the over for all of it, honestly. Okay. Uh, I'm. I'd be happy to you know be wrong. I don't feel like 
insanely strongly convicted about this one. There's the coda on the screen. Yeah, right there there's too, the coda. So you know what I'm talking That's what about. we're talking about. So these little guys right here. So is this, this is not Board Ape Yacht Club family. This is Yuga Labs. This is a Yuga Labs new, new family, Dakotas, right? That's what it seems like. They really haven't said that much about it yet, though. So here's what interests me, and we'll tie the whole show together right here, is uh, three, two, one. Uh, yeah, Cool Cats. Cool Cats are also in the Board Ape Yacht Club uh, other side metaverse, right? So will we see Cool Pets? in the other side what what's going to go on there i think that there could be a cool way that we can combine both cool pets cooltopia bring cooltopia into the other side um looks like they're obviously already working together so uh, cool cool cats get a whitelist spot i think you said Mm -hmm. boom very cool uh okay so what let's see i said uh 25 to 30 i'll take on this one i'll take 10 plus 10 to 12 on this one Outer rim, I'll take six to eight. That's high. Yeah. Okay. Six to eight and then over 10 on Mutant Land. Yeah. This is like I'm talking about during the hype train, like right after it comes out, like within the next couple of days. Okay. Long term, we can have another discussion, but I think that's what's going to be, uh, you know, ballpark. Those are my yeah. guesses. We'll see who's right. Check out the thread, Logan. There was something I found interesting in the thread on the topic of integrating with other metaverses and other games. Wait, slow down. Slow down. I see it, bro. It was, it was about the Gucci Grail 10KTF collection. I think it's somebody tweeted. Ooh, I did see it. It's okay. We can skip over it if you don't see the tweet. But there was a teaser. In that trailer, we saw a drink me glass. And then that was on the table in the 10KTF metaverse. They also put in the Board Ape Yacht Club in there. So they're teasing it a little bit. I don't really know what's happening there. But it's cool to see. And it looks like the markets are reacting well to that. I picked up that Gucci Grail 10KTF Cryptoed a few weeks ago. Um, took a loss right away after the reveal went down to about 0.9 but now we're back up to around 1.4 so making decent gains there in the meantime and i'm excited to see if they do actually integrate with the other side land because that could be a huge driver for the price even right now i feel like it's pretty undervalued it's a it's a small collection there's only 4000 and that's split up among another 10 collections so really there's only like 400 of each nft collection in what, this 10k tf here yeah, so that's 10KTF for, like, metaverse clothing that you can use. Okay. Uh, and then there's the Gucci Grail Pass by 10KTF as well. All right. This is an interesting project that has some big names behind it, uh, but we haven't really talked about it too much on this show. All right. if I give you the, the little full screen, you want to scoot over and just give us the oh, rundown. Man, dude, I have not even done my research on the metaverse game. Bro, I you just invested anything. 10 bands into this without even not, looking it up? I did not. I invested 1.8 ETH into this thing. Because I like the team and the metaverse looks cool. 1.8 ETH. You invested seven bands into it. It's like five. Five bands into it without, without. Okay. That I'm not surprised. Can't say I'm surprised at this point. Can you just like maybe give well, anything that you know, any type of background, 10K to Yeah, sure. I mean, why, I've talked about it Why before. were you interested in this project like at all to begin so, with? What is, what's big the big reason, picture? Beeple was involved. Second big reason was it was a bunch of huge NFT collections, Board Ape Yacht Club, Mutant Ape Yacht Club, Cryptodes, uh, a few other ones, Board Ape Kennel Club. And then they collaborated with Gucci. How cool is that? I mean, Gucci has been around hundreds of years. This is their first NFT collection, and they're collaborating with some of the biggest NFT projects. So I feel like if I held on to this, it's going to be historical in five to ten years from now. People will look back and say, this is the first time Gucci ever interacted with NFTs. It was on a team led with people. Even if it doesn't succeed right away and the price cools down, I felt pretty safe buying and holding it uh, because of the historical significance. So that's kind of the play I was making here. It's not really like an immediate-term play, but I'm sure they're doing a ton of cool stuff. Uh, They've been developing this metaverse for a while and they've been developing a bunch of features within their game the actual 10ktf collection is a lot different from the gucci grail collection it's not profile picture nfts you use pfp nfts for the 10ktf collection to make clothes that supposedly will be used in this metaverse so that's kind of interesting and the floor price is really high now uh, but i never really got into that i didn't think it was as cool i mean you can see right here like you can make backpacks and shoes and whatnot with your other nfts on it but i think it's way cooler to have Gucci who makes clothes in real life drip out the NFTs you have instead of dripping out your NFTs 
in this way, which seems, I don't know, not as cool. Ryan. Logan. First markets that we ever traded. Sneaker markets. Our Pokemon NFTs card markets. Yeah, Pokemon cards. <laughs> Tech deck dudes. <laughs> Are NFTs any different? Uh, in what way? Like, conceptually. Is it all looks rare? Is it all just, you know, collectability? Hype, yeah, FOMO? it's a function of utility, collectability, and aesthetics. And I think that's the same with most collectibles. I mean, you see cool cars. You see cool Pokemon cards. Does it have... Uh, like utility in the Pokemon card game? Does it have a lot of HP? Does it have good attacks? If so, the value will probably be driven up by that. Is the car really fast? The value will probably be driven up by that. So it's a function of utility, but also rarity, right? You can find a slow car that only a hundred of them were made and it'll be really expensive because of that collectability. Mm -hmm. And then same with aesthetics, right? So I think it's probably a function of those three main things. Am I missing anything from there? No, I, I think you made a good point. It's like, there are attributes to Pokemon cards that make them more desirable. There are attributes to sports cards that make them more desirable. How, how do you see, how do you break down these attributes in the NFT space, in the digital collectible space at large? Do you see this industry growing? How will it mature over this year? What does it look like to have a fast NFT? What's, what's the Lamborghini of NFTs? What's the Ferrari of NFTs? And like, how do you tell how many cylinders a random project has, right? So what you're getting at, it seems like, is the utility behind the NFT. And right now, 99% of the collections out there, the utility is price go up. But why does the price go up without utility? You know, it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. I don't really understand it. But some of these collections, the ones that are most successful, are building out utility. So that's what I like to look for. We see that a lot with Cool Pets now. You're playing that game. They have a token. Azuki's done some airdrops. But, I mean, at this point, most of the utility is, one, from the price going up, and two, which is basically the same thing, getting airdrops, whether that's tokens or another secondary NFT from the collection. Either way, is that really utility or just get getting more value essentially from your NFT because somebody else is buying it. So you're kind of, I don't know if you're really creating value in that sense, you know? Yeah, it's certainly not a given. Like, you know, the promise of airdrops is exciting if those airdrops are valuable, but who's to say that they are or that they will be, right? So I don't know, like I see a lot of, uh, you know, confusion derivatives Basically, we, we've been through this period over the past few months of just craziness, irrationality in the NFT markets. It all started with Kevin, with the, the Pixelmon. They raised $70 million and delivered basically nothing. Uh, and, and that was kind of a wake-up moment, but I don't think that it's really stopped. You know, I, I still think we see a lot of irrationality in these markets. I'm looking for a return to fundamentals because that's kind of what my portfolio is based on. If, you know, NFTs could have fundamentals, um, which I argue they do. Uh, we can get into that. But, you know, how do you, how do you see this, this market evolving? Board Ape Yacht Club has always been the leading indicator. It went from 100 to 150 ETH floor in the past couple of days. Is this the signal that, uh, you know, things are starting to return to normalcy? It's like when we see Bitcoin take the lead. What is normalcy? That's the question. Yeah. Uh, you know, return to fundamentals, I guess, right? Uh, you know, people are too caught up with the hype waves. They get wrecked and then they say, okay, well, I'm going to actually do some research now, fig figure out a project that has a good team, has a good long-term utility roadmap use case, um, or maybe I'm just going to buy something for the art because of the artist, right? right? Right now, we're just seeing too many people hop onto stuff and get wrecked because it's hype. Uh, and, you know, oh, man, it's in, the, you know, the... 45th new adjective ape collection of the week like uh when, when is this gonna stop it probably won't stop until the markets cool down i mean everybody's trying to make a quick buck right now and the easiest way to do that is to make an nft collection sell out 10,000 nfts at 0 0.08 eth each and then voila you're a millionaire right so i don't think it's slowing down until the market itself slows down and who am i to tell when that's gonna be i mean i think it'll be this year but who knows Really? I mean, I think it's outperformed everybody's expectations over the past year. If you ask anybody who minted a board ape what they think the price would be a year from now, no way in hell people were saying 150 Ethereum. You know, the most bullish people would probably say 10 ETH, 20 ETH floor, and that can happen in a year. And most people would say they're crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's, de it's definitely crazy, right? That's my whole point is that this market doesn't make sense right now. Um, you know, what is fair value? 
for these collections? That's that's the question. It's like, uh, are PFPs the new like shares? And if so, what what are you, what company are you investing in? Right. Um, I think that's the question a lot of people miss when they get into NFTs. Uh, you know, it's something that probably causes us to miss out on on Board API Club. Like, what the heck is this? Because we were we were around a year ago when when Board API Club came out. Um, we thought it was craziness. CryptoPunks were like you know fifteen ETH, twenty ETH at the time. Uh, we're like, well, what is this? I don't get it. I'd rather hold my ETH. Now here we are a year later, zero ETH left, <laughs> bags full of JPEGs. Um, yeah, new markets are fun. Let us know what you guys are feeling in the chat. If you've learned something on today's episode or just enjoyed the conversation at all, make sure to smash the like button for us. It goes a long way. Take two seconds, hit the like right now and drop a comment. Tell me how you're feeling. What's the vibes today? Um, let us know what projects you guys want to look at. If you're tired of these NFTs, you want to look at some cryptocurrencies again, we could totally do that. Um, we do not have like two too much nailed down for the rest of today's show. So um, we kind of want to toss it out to you guys and, and let us, uh, you know, ha- have you guys guide us on, on where we go, what we talk about next. Um, markets are pretty boring right now. So I don't really want to pull up, you know, Bitcoin. It's been at 40,000 for, uh, you know, six months now. There's nothing really too interesting going on. You know, there. what could be interesting is if we went over how to invest in the biggest NFT projects without shelling out thousands and thousands of dollars, because a lot of these big projects allow you to invest in them now. And you don't need to get a fractionalized NFT and you don't need to actually get one of the NFTs from the collection. There's different avenues to invest. I think that's why a lot of people aren't investing in NFTs right now, because there's the golden NFTs that everybody wants to invest in, but they're really expensive to invest in. And then there's the shit NFTs that you'll still need to pay thousands of dollars for and more likely than not it's not even going to be around in a year from now and you'll be losing all that money so how can you get exposure to the biggest nft collections without actually having to spend thousands of dollars i think that's an interesting question and maybe the viewers are interested in learning how to do that i mean i am how how you get access to these projects right so i think the most obvious one is board ape yacht club you can get the other side land releasing april 30th around 300 ApeCoin, that's still pretty expensive. But you can also just invest in ApeCoin. That's the easiest way to do it. You can just go on Coinbase, buy some ApeCoin, like 17 bucks each, and you don't even have to get a full coin. Get half an ApeCoin. It's like eight bucks. <laughs> uh, but a lot of projects are doing this now. I mean, it's not just Board Ape Yacht Club and Yuga Labs. We saw Azuki do it. I like the way Azuki did it, arguably more than Yuga Labs. So Azuki launched uh, a collection called Beans, Beans Official, it's currently at 5.2 ETH, so still pretty expensive, around $15,000 entry for that. But the craziest part is they airdropped two of these to every Azuki holder. And at the time, Azukis were probably like 25 ETH, maybe 30 ETH. And then they airdropped this to all the holders, two of them. So they got over 10 ETH in value from that airdrop. Really interesting. Uh, beans are cool. I like the beans. If I had to spare five and a half ETH to spend, I would consider picking one up, but that's still really expensive. Luckily, they have a third collection now. I'm not exactly sure if they airdropped this to holders. I bet they did, uh, but I'm not exactly sure how it actually got distributed, but it's called Bobu the Bean Farmer. So they took Azuki number 40 and they're using it as a governance token where you can invest on OpenSea. So it's an NFT, but they're all the same. So it's like a, a fungible, non-fungible token. Makes a lot of sense not really uh but it's called bobu token so it's pretty interesting it was around 0.1 eth but now it's at 0.195 i did pick a couple of these up because i do want exposure to the zuki ecosystem uh so i picked up two not too long ago about a week ago at 0.17 but that's a good entry point i think it's at 0.195 eth that's about 575 dollars not a ginormous investment you get exposure to one of the biggest nft collections out there uh and a lot of other collections are doing it too, Logan. We talked a lot about cool pets. I know you can buy milk token. I don't know if you uh, have a favorite route of buying milk token. Is it available on any centralized exchanges or do you have to go through a DEX right now? No, there's basically only liquidity on QuickSwap right now, which I'm not a huge fan of, but I expect that problem to be solved pretty quickly. So if I want to invest in cool cats, I can either A, get a cool cat itself, which is around seven Ethereum, about 20 grand, pretty expensive. Yep. Or you can get a cool pet, which we already went over around 1.2 Ethereum. Or you can get milk token, which is about one cent each, right? Yeah, it's hard to say though. Like um, these these gaming tokens all have different tokenomics, right? So 
don't just take this as like a general thing like oh this this project that i like and i can't afford to drop the token so like i gotta buy it That's make sure you point. do your research into the tokenomics first to see the supply distribution because there could be a bunch of new milk tokens i mean there's probably new milk tokens being issued every day right so that's just automatically more supply um and unless demand grows to to keep up then the price might go down right so so be careful um always do your research on the tokenomics speaking of tokenomics this first time seeing shib in a while what's your take on shib what's your take on shib ryan Man, you must not come around very often if you don't know our take on SHIB. We actually did have Shiba Inu. We had a, this guy, Shiba Token Cat, on the show back like May and I think again in June when Shiba Inu was popping off. Mm-hmm. Really fun guy, nice community, but I mean, I just don't really see it. What's the, what's the point? I mean, woof, woof, woof. I don't usually invest in dog theme coins. Yeah, neither do I. Um... Okay, I feel like I bookmarked some stuff, sent some stuff to you that can maybe be interesting. Uh, one thing that's been on my mind lately is ENS. ENS registrations are at all-time highs. Um, I will prove it right here from this tweet that I totally verified and fact-checked myself. Um, Twitter's? You get the idea, oh. though. I could just go on. Elon is currently buying Twitter, and Twitter stock trading is halted. This just <laughs> in from Spencer Israel. Oh, shoot. They can't even today? see us. Thanks for the heads up, Ryan. Uh, okay. Breaking news. Elon Musk is buying Twitter. The stock is halted from trading. Spencer Israel has the scoop and more. Check him out at SJ Israel on Twitter. Okay. Let's see if there's... Um, I'm trying to see if there's any breaking news on this. I know we're... Totally getting sidetracked here. Thanks a lot, Spencer. Um, uh, yeah, whatever. We don't have to get too far into it. You guys already knew that. You guys already knew Elon was buying Twitter. Um, but back to ENS. That's what we were talking about. Uh, ENS has more cu- more paying customers than Bitcoin. That's interesting. Um, if we go to Dune Analytics, I'm sure we could see some interesting stuff on ENS. Um I am seeing the hype on Twitter right now for ENS. I'm getting some FOMO. Are you? Are yeah. you? I've, I've maybe seen some do hype some shopping. We should do some shopping. Is it too late? Do you think though? There for were what? some cool ones when you sent me that website with all the like verbs and all the nouns on ENS domains. I thought that was really cool. I was tempted to get some, but gas fees were high when you sent it, so I didn't. Uh, I know you picked up a bunch when gas fees were low. Very smart of you. Kudos to you. Thank you. And I do see this hype picking up on Twitter. People are talking about rare names, and they're talking about how people are offering them anywhere from like one to five ETH for some of these sought after domain names. Are these all yours? Is this your collection here? This is some of them. This is like half of mine. I have like okay. 30 right now. My other wallet has the other half of them. That's sick. I try to pull it up. But here are some of my favorites. Um, but I like, I like butter noodles. Uh, being from Detroit, I have to get buffed up. Michigan basketball, Ryan on chain, <laughs> uh, underweight.eth. I'm going to try to give that one to Vitalik. <laughs> Illiteracy, underestimate, Shogun, simplification. This one I feel like is going to be crazy. Um, and let me pull up my other accounts so you guys can see the rest of the ones that I've picked up. I have a bunch listed for sale right now, and I've been trying to uh, you know, find these, these collectors, these wh- ENS whales on Twitter. Um, to give them, you know, to just like drop it in their comments, see if I can entice them at all. Um, but I got this one for sale for 25 ETH right now if you want it. Refreshments.eth, Coca-Cola, where you at? Come pick up this bag, 73K. That's a pretty freaking good deal in retrospect. Um, incentivized.eth. You, I, think, I think this is my favorite one ever. Incentivized.eth. I will sell it for 100 Ethereums right now. 100 Ether. Be incentivized to sell it for 100 Ether? I am very incentivized to sell it for 100 Ether. Uh, Maybe too. <laughs> I will overcompensate with my 100 Ether. See what I did there? Oh, another one of your ENS Look domains. at all these digital brands. You it's should write crazy. a poem with your ENS domain names. Probably could. Yeah. Okay, so here's how you get an ENS domain if you want one. Go over to app.ens.com. Um, connect your wallet. What was the one that I was going to... Um, I was thinking about, I had one... On the way here, I can't remember what it is now. Let's see what the gas price is. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to buy one right now. When gas is below, you know, like 30, you can get these domains for 15, 20 bucks a pop. That's when you really want to just go crazy. Um, you got to take that 20 ETH. Wait, 
There's 20 ETH. So, so has gas fees been low these past few days? I really haven't been using the main net, uh, so I don't know. But is that the reason that so many people are claiming these ENS domain names right now? Is it because of the gas fees, or do you think it's just because of the hype? Uh, I think it's because of the hype. Okay, so here's actually the most interesting thing of it all. I thought that I sent this to you, but maybe I didn't. I'm going to take my screen share off for just a second. Um... Because this thread is actually like one of the craziest things I've seen in a hot minute. Hopefully I bookmarked it. Um, yeah, here we go. Okay, this is great. We can talk about this for years. Here's a Twitter thread by at Croissant ETH. Uh, and here we're talking about Coinbase NFTs and ENS. I think this is why a lot of the ENS hype has been going lately. Uh, but there are some Ethereum improvement protocols and ENS improvement protocols that are about to change the game forever. Okay, so someone deployed the Coinbase Resolver smart contract. You could see it there. Uh, and what makes it so special is that it's an off-chain resolver built to take ENS to the next level. So Coinbase basically makes their own resolver so that they can create subdomains and resolve them off-chain instantly for free. So... Every Coinbase account will probably have a su an ENS subdomain assigned to it uh, within the next you know couple months here, right? Within the next year or two, um, this is going to take a Ethereum improvement proposal that good old VB mentioned in 2020, two years ago. Um, I'll give you a quick breakdown. EIP 3668 introduces a secure CCIP read method for clients to fetch data off-chain, right? So if you wanted to have decentralized data provision of these off-chain things, you'd need to use something like Chainlink, right? Uh, where you have a you know decentralized group providing the information. Ryan just gained 25 IQ points. That was the goal. <laughs> I need to keep up here. Um, and so basically what this does is like, hey, how about we don't need to have everything be decentralized? If we want to get something off-chain, we just publish the call that we make on-chain, right? So you can now make, you know, pull some data from off-chain according to this improvement proposal if this goes through, which I suspect is, you know, basically necessary for Ethereum to, to keep moving on. Data can be verified with the callback function on the on-chain contract. So basically you make your call on-chain and it's verifiable on-chain. The information you got back is verifiable on-chain. So this, uh, you know, allows a centralized entity to be checked, right? to uh, you know have these records stored on chain and, and lower the you know cost barrier to getting this off-chain data on chain right so I'm confused what do you mean can you give an example of this in practice maybe that'll help me understand a little bit better okay yeah so let's see um, I want to send some money to ryan.coinbase.eth right? I can type that in to my wallet. It will shoot a message over to Coinbase, right? Coinbase will provide that data and... What the, data the, is Coinbase providing? The wallet address behind ryan.coinbase.e. Okay, so they're linking that subdomain which is held off-chain to my wallet which is on-chain. Exactly. Okay. Right, and that's verifiable on-chain using this improvement proposal. Gotcha. So it basically just creates a way... For a smart contract to call some data, get the data, and then have that data be publicly verifiable as the result, right? So if I go to Coinbase, say I want to send this to Ryan, Ryan gives me the, you know, the Coinbase gives me the wrong wallet address, that will be visible on chain so that you can assure the security, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm just trying to think what else you could do with this because I feel like calling a subdomain anything. is just one small it's, yeah, piece it's of data, right? One very, very, very small thing. I feel like this could probably open up the door to a lot more phishing attacks, but maybe I'm just misunderstanding this. Because don't you have to have some level of trust that Coinbase is the one connecting to this wallet? You have to trust that Coinbase is doing it, but Coinbase is also having to prove it on chain. Coinbase is proving their correct API call on chain, right? So with, let's just keep going with the thread because sure. maybe this will help. 
Um, zero mainnet transactions are required to register a new ENS subdomain. A gateway can call to a resolver on an L2 network, L2 in this case being Coinbase, uh, and get the address to the corresponding domain. Um, this allows for direct onboarding to L2. ENS will soon support a new subdomain register contract. Um, here's a, a thread from Brantley from a while back that's actually ridiculously interesting. Um, for example, whoever owns wallet.eth could create and give away an unlimited number of subdomains, e.g. Brantley.wallet.eth. This is how Brantley expects most users will get an ENS name for the first time is by being assigned a free ENS subdomain, right? Did he say anything about if you have the option to charge? Because like wallet.eth is cool. I would want ryan.wallet.eth. Mm -hmm. would, I, would I be able to pay for that? Would that be an option? Uh, that would be up to the owner of wallet.eth. That's cool. Yes. Um, but like what we could do is like, you know, you could give me a logan.ryanm.eth, right? I don't why know, why, I I don't do know why you would want to do that. Um, maybe just to like, you know, if, if you had some product, you had some customers, maybe if I, uh, you know, you can make it easier for yourself, right? If you just, if, if I have a wallet that we set aside to do business together, then you could just be like, okay, logan.ryan.eth, right? Send me some money just like that, right? And that, that way you can keep it, keep it separate. It's a convenience thing okay. more than anything. When it's free, what's the, what's the downside, right? Mm -hmm. that's, that's the argument. Um, another thing they're doing is working on reselling, um, working on the, you know, the subdomain, the registrar, uh, when you sell these NFTs on OpenSea. It's pretty complicated right now. Um, not a great user experience. You can see there's a registrant and a controller. The uh, registrant is who it's assigned to, who holds the NFT. The controller is who manages the NFT. So if I sent this to Ryan, I would still be the controller, right? If Ryan bought it off of me, I would still be the controller. This is a problem uh, for, you know, having these exchange hands efficiently. Um, there's too much that needs to go on. So say that I, you know, I send this to Ryan, he can't change it, right? Because I'm still the controller. So if a company wanted to buy it and then they ended up having somebody else be the controller, the company would just be screwed, right? So I think that's why they're, um, you know, th what this hurdle. What ability does the what? controller actually have though? Is that just to assign it to a cryptocurrency wallet? The controller is the one who can change all of this. So they have full control over the profile. Over the domain. Yes. Which can make your, like a profile for your crypto wallet essentially, right? Yes. Cool. Yes. Seems like something they'll need to solve before there could really be a bull market for these ENS domains. Yeah, I tend to agree. But it looks like it's on the way and it looks like Coinbase is going to be pushing it forward, right? These wallet addresses are probably... A, you know, one of the biggest hindrances to crypto adoption. Um, with this, with these updates, anyone could have, it'd be, basically be like an email address, right? Zero knowledge proofs, L2, ENS names. Users will be able to transact across the world instantly in seconds, just as simply as they would send an email. ENS names are the universal logins that support other chains and enable the creation of unstoppable domains. Um, yeah, there's a lot to unpack here. But this is kind of like the convergence of like a lot of the technologies we've been talking about a while. How do we bring blockchain to the mainstream? How do we have mainstream users using blockchain without even realizing it, right? Today, that's pretty difficult. You're not going to have that happen without some huge fees. Somebody who is, you know, figuring out all the difficult stuff in between. Um, all right. We are almost out of time for today. Uh, Ryan, anything else you want to talk about? Nah. Anything really. else on your mind? Any news? Hmm, let's see. Did we get through everything? Oh, we didn't talk about the Beanstalk exploit. We never that talked was about the Beanstalk cool. exploit. I guess we can cover Maybe it. Maybe next in a episode. Minute. Next episode. Okay, yeah, we can let's, dig more into it. The, the Beanstalk exploit was actually really, really interesting. Uh, flash loan DAO attack, something that we haven't really seen before. Uh, so come back on Friday where we will talk about the Beanstalk exploit uh, and even more. Maybe we'll have an interview on Friday, hopefully. We'll get one lined up by then. Uh, in the meantime, follow us on Twitter at L-O-G-A-N-N-R-O-S-S and at Ryan on Chain. Uh, that's all I got for you. Hope you guys have a great Monday. Enjoy your time. Make sure to smash the like button if you haven't already. One last time, I'll ask you, 
Hit the like, subscribe to the channel if you are new around here. Hit us up on Twitter if you have any questions, want to talk to us about crypto projects, all that fun stuff. Stay updated with the show. Uh, we got about 95 previous episodes that are complete fire. You can go check out the playlist uh, if you're not had enough of Moon or Bust today. Ryan, uh, any, any closing thoughts, words of wisdom for our fellow traders in Zinger Nation today? Hold your NFTs. Be mobile with your money. That's all I got. Loose convictions held strongly. Well Strong said. convictions held loosely. Something like that. <laughs> Either one works. I totally butchered that. Loose convictions. Strong convictions held loosely. That makes more sense on the other way around. <laughs> all right. That's it for today. We will see you on Friday. Peace. Oh, no. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.